Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another season of The Howl, Hersey's very own podcast. I'm Josh Ho, and today I'm pleased to present you with a conversation I had with sophomore Max Garcia. Max and I discussed the big news last week regarding Spider-Man and Sony's decision to prevent Spider-Man from appearing in any Disney MCU films. Here's a look at our conversation. How's it going, Hersey Huskies? Welcome back to the first episode of The Howl for the new school year. I'm your host, Josh Ho, and today I'm joined here by Max Garcia. How's it going, Max? It's going very well, Josh. How are you today? I'm good. How was your summer? It was very nice. I enjoyed it a lot. I really did. That's awesome. Well, back to school, and it's the first week of school, or second week technically, and we already have some big news. Spider-Man has gone over back to Sony. Would you like to explain what's going on with that and why the internet and all the Marvel fanboys are up in arms? So what had happened was in 2015, Sony allowed Spider-Man to appear in the Disney MCU films in, starring in Captain America Civil War. And the deal was Sony would have 95% of revenue while Marvel or Disney would have 5% of revenue. But Disney also had all the merchandising rights and would get all the revenue from the merchandise, toys, comics. Everything was calm until um, this is when the contract, the deal was off and they were negotiating a new deal where Disney went from um, owning only getting only 5% of the revenue to them wanting it to be 50-50 where Sony would get half and Disney would get half. Well, Sony obviously didn't like that. They didn't want it, so... They said, no, they don't want Spider-Man in there. And what really caused this, a huge uproar among fi- fans of Spider-Man, fans of the movies he was in, is that, well, one, he's not going to appear anymore, and two, Sony doesn't have a good track record of working with the character for the past 10 years or so. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big deal, Sony and Disney going at it, two corporate giants. And it feels like, for the first time ever, Disney's really run into some trouble. Like, this past decade, they've been on a roll with their yeah. Marvel movies, just pulling in billions of dollars. And f- for the first time, like, their plans in the MCU have hit a little uh, pothole in the road. They've gone a little off track, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they've been setting up Spider-Man to be the heart of the oh, MCU yeah. after the events of Endgame, Captain America, and and uh, Iron Man are gone. So Spider-Man's like the one you're supposed to care about. They set him up with these two movies, and now he's gone. How do you think they're going to handle that in the future? It's going to be very, very rough. Um, they, they, Kevin Feige, um, you know, runs Marvel, the Marvel movies. Um, he was the one that negotiated the deal. And right then and there, I knew he had big plans for the character. Like, he knew, like, yeah, Spider-Man is going to be the face of the MCU. Well, once you take that away, it's, what do you do now? Because, spoiler warning, at the end of Far From Home, um, his identity got revealed by Mysterio. Sony said they want to continue Tom's storyline, Tom's Peter Parker's storyline. How are you going to do that without mentioning Iron Man, Thanos, any events in the MCU? It seems like his whole character is built around filling the gap that Iron Man left after he departed from the uh from the avengers and so much of his character all the characters around him are the superheroes that are obviously disney's marvel properties sony cannot use them and i read that so john watts is going to come back as director for the two other spider-man films tom holland's supposed to come back as spider-man i just don't see how you can continue the storyline in any coherent way without drastically changing his character's motivation or his, his whole arc as a character you you see it's 
there's news coming out more and more, and the more we find out, um, so the reason I'm bringing this up is Tom recently unfollowed Sony on his Instagram. Now, that could be a little thing, but you know he's upset. Well, there was news reporting that Tom has the option to play Spider-Man in one or more Sony films. So it's either he doesn't play it and leaves the character altogether, or he sticks with the character, and if Marvel and Disney do make a deal with Sony, then um, he can go back to them. But the thing is, is you have to bring Tom to the equation too. You can't bring the two big cor- corporates out because um, Tom Tom loves the cast of the MCU. You know, I was looking at some old interviews and he interacts with them so well, and it's like you're pulling away all these people from him and forcing him to work with these people he doesn't know, he didn't work with. And it just makes the situation even more worse. Yeah, I, I just feel so bad for his career because if you take a look at like the other Spider-Man guys like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, after Spider-Man, their careers never really hit that peak again. Right. And for Tom Holland, such a young actor in like the prime of his career, he's starting to get all these roles. And for like his main role to just be taken away from him and possibly he could... I don't know how Sony's going to handle it. I mean, they had a hit with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You can't deny that. However they decide to go with the new Spider-Man movies, if Tom does decide to opt into those, I'm just wondering, how do you think it's going to affect his career down the road? How it's going to affect Tom's career? Um, Well, Sony, when it comes to Sony, they care about money. And whether you want to hate it or you like it, Sony, Tom's going to make Sony a lot of money. If, if they, if... Let's say there's people like us that know what's going on and stuff, but then you have the outside audience that doesn't know what's going on. And they just want to see a movie based off Spider-Man with Tom Holland playing it. They're going to go see it. And that's what's going to make them the money. Like, look at Spider-Verse. It's acclaimed as the best Spider-Man movie of all time, but it didn't make as much money as expected. So that's why I don't think Sony might make a sequel or they might cancel a sequel. Oh, with Tom here, you see Spider-Man Homecoming went from grossing $600 million to now Spider-Man Far From Home having a billion dollars and being Sony's highest grossing film of all time. So, and even with just playing Spider-Man, you know, Tom's in animated films. He's supposed to be set in an Uncharted film. And then a new Sherlock Holmes movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. He's going to be in that too. And without Spider-Man, he wouldn't be there. And I don't want to see another Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield where he's out. I definitely agree with that. And it's interesting how you brought up money as the main motivation for Sony. I mean, with big corporations, money's always the motivation. But also you can raise the fact that maybe the reason we're in this mess is because Disney was also greedy for money, yeah, asking that's... for a 50-50 split. Now... If you had to pick a side here, which company do you think is most to blame? Or if you think they're equally at fault, just explain how you feel about those two companies. Well, personally for me, I want to blame both of them. But in this situation, I have to do blame Disney on the matter because Disney is the corporate giant. Like, they are. People always joke around saying they're going to own everything. Well, that could be a possibility, whether you want to see it or not. Like, look, they have Star Wars. They bought Marvel. And now, you you have Spider-Man. He's a very popular character. But you look at Disney and compare that to Sony. What does Sony have compared to Disney? 
their only competition Spider-Man. Anything else, it's it's nothing. So for Disney to say, hey, let's have a 50-50 split, even though I know I'm going to be making, I already have all this money, and you're relying off Spider-Man as for your film industry, it's like, what are you going to do? I definitely agree. I feel like I feel like Sony's scared now that Disney they just bought Fox. They have they dominate so much of the market and Sony's trying to hold on to the one thing that they have and that's Spider-Man. So taking him back gives them more of a sense of control as all the companies are trying to deal with Disney, which is obviously the giant within the superhero movie genre. So yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of like a power move on Sony's part. It's good for them, I guess, but I don't know if you can say that's a definite win for them. I mean, you're bringing over some of the fan base, but they still have to perform right. in order for them to make movies or make money and turn it into a successful franchise. Right. When um, One of the major factors that I look at is the fans, and um, you have you have two kinds of fans, the hardcore fans and, you know, the lighter, the not-so-hardcore fans, like the lighthearted fans. I don't really know what to put it at, but... That was, like, a main factor of Avengers Endgame, where you had all these fan-favorite moments come in. And Marvel really focused on the fans. Well, when you look at a movie that Sony produced, like Venom, it wasn't really that fan-heavy, and I think that's one of the reasons it didn't perform as well. And the reason I bring up the fans is, well, if Sony needs Spider-Man to make them the money... And the film doesn't please them. Like, look at Spider-Man 3. That's what killed the franchise, or Toby's franchise. Well, if this movie doesn't perform well, that's, I feel like that's going to be it, maybe, for Tom Spider-Man. I agree. I mean, take a look at some of the other films in the MCU, ones that are just average, like Captain Marvel or Ant-Man and the Wasp. Those are decent movies, but they made so much money simply because they're part of the MCU. Right. Now, take the new Spider-Man movies. They're out of the MCU. There's no way they, they'll do as well as if they were in the MCU. So Sony, it might have been a miscalculation there on how much money it's going to get them. There's no way the third one's going to make $1 billion like Far From Home, right. simply because it's not Disney's property. I really understand why Sony did it, though. I really understand why they said no to the 50-50 agreement. But they, I feel like if Sony does need to negotiate something, they might need to. Because I feel like they're going to produce one film. I feel like one film is going to come out without the MCU, and it's going to not do as well as Sony expected. The next thing you know, we see on Twitter by IGN, Spidey back in the MCU, because I think one of the reasons Homecoming and Far From Home did so good is because Marvel helped them a lot, like a lot. You have um, one of the main factors I think Homecoming did well was Robert Downey Jr., because everyone loved loved him. Robert Downey Jr. And when you put a famous actor, well-known character, into another film, that's going to do so well. Like, that's what's really good about the MCU. You see all these characters from across all these comics come together. What are you going to do with Spider-Man now? Collide with Venom? How many times has that been done? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the comics, Spider-Man and Venom, it's it's a cool thing that they got going there. But with... The audience's reception to Venom, I don't I don't see it working out. And just with Spider-Man's character, so much of his personality is connected to other people outside of himself. You have like Happy played sort of like the uncle figure right. or the father figure now that Iron Man's gone. 
and you you can't use Happy because Happy's in the MCU, but he's not in the Spider-Man Sony universe anymore. So I just don't know how they're gonna handle his character, and I feel like they might try to commercialize Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It'll just have all the heart taken out of it and just right. seem like a cash grab. It's like you you take away Ned, um, his version of MJ and Aunt May, like those, whether you want like it or not. The side characters really did impact the franchise, this new Spider-Man franchise. You have fan favorites like Ned and Happy. Then you have, well, not a fan favorite necessarily in Homecoming, but when Ned was introduced, everyone loved him, and everyone still loves him. Then this new MJ, she was kind of like, eh? In in Homecoming, people were kind of skeptical, and then when they found out Far From Home, she was going to be a main selling point. Everyone was, like, skeptical, like, I don't think this is going to do good. Myself included a little bit. Then I go see Far From Home, and their characters bounce off so well together. Like, it's a real-life couple, like a real-life situation going on. It feels so real, and it works so well. And then for those to just be taken away, and to just have your good old Harry Osborn, your popular MJ, things we've seen many times i feel like people don't want to see that again i have a question for you let me hear it is uncle ben gonna die again how many times does uncle ben have to die <laughs> i feel like sony can go in so many directions they can try to finish off tom's story from the mcu or we're gonna see uncle ben die a fourth time how do you feel about tom potentially going into the the, the multiverse with Miles Morales introducing them, having them coexist with each other. Would you like if Sony took it that direction? Because they've kind of already developed it more so. We know that the MCU is planning to introduce the multiverse in a later date with Doctor Strange, but Sony already kind of has that going for them. Do you think that would be a positive if Spider-Man were to stay with Sony, having him interact within that multiverse? I think when it comes to the multiverse, they're going to do it too soon. You see, I don't think we should introduce Miles into a Spider-Verse, necessarily a cinematic Spider-Verse, without him having his own sequel as an animated form. Because that's going to confuse the general audience. They're going to be like, wait, so this isn't the cartoon Spider-Man, or this isn't this Spider-Man. It's going to get confusing. And, well, what are you going to market off of? Yeah, there's two Spider-Man, but which one do you want to heavily focus on? Do you want to focus on Tom Holland's Spider-Man or just replace him right away with a new Spider-Man? And you can already tell that people are upset because, what is this, the fourth Spider-Man reboot we've got in a decade or so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the Raimi trilogy came out a little over a decade ago, so essentially a decade, four Spider-Man. It's been four Spider-Mans, and if you throw in a fifth one, that's just going to get a little crazy on Sony's end. Definitely, and I feel like you're right. Miles Morales, even though Spider-Verse was a big hit, I don't feel like his character's been developed enough for them to franchise it. And that's that's what I'm worried about with the MCU. Take a look at the MCU, because they're setting up Spider-Man as like the lead. I feel like they have they have a strong cast of supporting characters around him. I just don't know, like besides Thor, because he's been there since the beginning, how many other characters are developed enough that they can carry the MCU? Because Doctor Strange, he's been mostly a side character. Right. In his movies, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, which one of them do you see leading the future? Or would it be a character we haven't seen yet, such as, like, the X-Men? Honestly, 
it's so tough to call because I think after Thor 4, like, they even said Jane Foster is going to become the new Thor. So I think that might be it for Chris Hemsworth. Going to, like, Hulk, because we know Hulk is alive right now. I don't think Hulk is going to be the face just because no one, like, it's not a general character you can relate to. Um, Hulk's a big brute. Well, now he's a scientist brute. But you can't really focus on him that much as a lead main character of or representing a franchise. Or like Ant-Man and the Lost. They're just funny characters. They're, like, I don't know how you can relate to them. A general audience can relate to them. But I think if they were to pick a character, it seems like they're very heavily focusing on um, Captain Marvel as the main. I think that's who they're going to be focusing on right now. Because if you want to say Captain Marvel was an okay movie. Personally, I didn't like it that much, but it was all right. But the general audience loved it. They loved it, and it's already getting a sequel. Um, so Captain Marvel is a very heavy candidate for replacing, well, you don't know necessarily replace, but I'm going to say replace, replace Spider-Man as the new main character. And, like, Black Panther, I don't really see as that much because he was kind of weak in Black Panther, his character was. I liked him more in Civil War. In Black Panther, it was kind of just like, I'm going to be a king now. I'm the king. You know what I mean? I, I definitely agree. Like, you're describing them. They, they, The characters just feel like characters, side characters. I don't see, right. I can't picture any of them leading a franchise the way Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans could. And I could see Tom Holland leading it, but now that he's not in the picture anymore, I'm just worried about the future of the MCU. See... I want to touch this really quick. You have um, Iron Man, Tony Stark as the main lead character of the MCU. Now, I feel like Tony Stark is a person someone can relate to. He went from being this hotshot, playboy, billionaire genius, to a loving family man. And you get to see that. And whether you're a kid or an adult, you can relate to him somehow. Look at Captain America, Steve Rogers. Went from this scrawny little kid... To Captain America, the face of America. And that inspires kids. That makes kids like, yeah, I want to do that. And Robert and Tony Stark builds all these inventions. Kids are like, yeah, I want to do that. Captain Marvel is shooting lasers out of his face like, whoa, I don't think I can do that. But then you go to Peter Parker. He's a high school kid. And he's a high school kid. And he's just trying to fit in. He's trying to get a girlfriend. He's super smart. And it looks like his life's perfect, but it's not. And that's something like us too could relate to in some way. Whether it's you want a girlfriend, you want to be popular, you want to be smart, you want to do any of that. Peter Parker, you can relate to in some way or another. And then when you go to Spider-Man as a character, he's nothing compared to Iron Man or Captain America. I don't think he's as strong as them, but he's so determined. Like, he has, he wants to do it. He's so determined to, I am going to be the next Iron Man, or I'm going to be as strong as Captain America. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you exactly. And I feel like the point we're in with the MC, we've, we've put a 
Far From Home acted as the closing chapter to the Infinity Saga. We're ushering in this new age, phase four and beyond. I feel like this was the right time to introduce a whole new generation of Marvel fans to all the Marvel movies. Because, I mean, Iron Man came out 11 years ago. The kids who grew up watching that, they're all grown up now. Right. But what about the kids now? I feel like Spider-Man's the perfect hero for them to look up to. Like, I have my cousins. They love Spider-Man because he's just a kid. He's just like them. You know, I have my younger brother, Jack. He is um, three years younger than me. He was never into Marvel movies. I tried to get him into it. Well, one day, I'm re-watching Homecoming, and he comes in and starts watching it with me, and I'm like, oh, he's just bored. I had to go do some chores, so I walked away, and I said, hold on, let me finish this, so I paused it. My brother sat through that whole film and loved it. He loved um, Homecoming. And he said after that, Spider-Man's my favorite character. I want to see more Spider-Man. Next thing you know, I see him coming to me with the theaters to watch Far From Home. And that's such an impact, you know what I mean? This kid that's never seen a Marvel movie, never doesn't even know half the characters, sees Spider-Man, and he's into it automatically. If you have that character as your main, you're going to have a whole new audience. And now, without him, it's going to be so confusing because you have the Eternals now. You're going to be introducing the X-Men, the Fantastic Four. Though they aren't as iconic as Spider-Man. Like, when I think of the three biggest superheroes, it's Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Those are the three biggest heroes, in my opinion. I mean, Spider-Man's theme song is iconic. Anyone starts humming that, everyone's going to know what you're talking about. It's it's like the Batman theme song. It's, right. it's, it's classic. It's ingrained into our culture as a whole. And it, it's just sad the way that the character is kind of being used as this kind of like like a chess piece within a game between two bigger corporations. Couldn't agree more. And now, um, as we close up, I just want to ask you, if you were Kevin Feige, how would you, and you did, let's say you didn't have Spider-Man, you couldn't, what would you do with the MCU? That's really rough to think about because... You have all these characters, and you don't know who to promote as the main character. But you're going to have to find someone. You can't, get, you can't get Black Widow or any other of the old Avengers. Well, because half of them are dead. And then one of them is well, Hulk. And then Thor's already going to be gone after this movie. And then Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye, but the general audience is just like, he's a guy with a bow. He's not that cool. And then you have characters like Captain Marvel and Black Panther who are like, yeah, some people like them. Yeah, some people don't like them. Because I want to just bring this up. People, some people didn't like Tom Holland's Spider-Man because of the old Spider-Man. You know what I mean? The arguments of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. Though That's what the argument was. But then you have characters that like Brie Larson only played Captain Marvel. And not that many people like her, you know what I mean? So then, I don't really see who would be the next main character who can connect everyone together. I really don't see it. Because after the buildup of this character, and then for him to just be taken away, it's like, what do I do? It's like, you're lost. You gotta figure out something fast. That's all I got to say about it. 
I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely a confusing time for Disney and Sony alike, I think. Sony's trying to figure out how do we take this character we just got back, how do we turn him into profit, millions of dollars, and Disney's how do we take this thing into making millions of dollars and get over this and find a way to keep going strong. And it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out in the future. Well, Max, thanks for being on the show. It's great talking with you. Thank you for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the conversation that Max and I had regarding the future of Spider-Man, Disney, the MCU, and Sony. Be sure to tune in to all future Howl podcast episodes and get ready for a great school year filled with lots of exciting conversations with fellow Hersey students and teachers. I'm Josh O, signing off.